the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Learn to Buy and Sell Cars with your host, Randy Adams. Randy has been in the business for decades and is ready to share with you everything you need to know about buying, selling, trading, and dealing with cars. And now, the host of Learn to Buy and Sell Cars, Randy Adams. Good morning, San Antonio. This is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. Uh, man, I tell you what, it's crazy in the car business, and it's getting worse, and just everything that's going on, and we just got so much to talk about, and so many Bible verses that fit today's and pertains to the car's business, so let's take it to the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, bless and be with our city, bless and be with our listeners, bless and be with all of them to learn and grow and understand what you have in their life, that they can live by Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, which I do and I pray every day about. Bless them coming and going and everything they touch. Help them to learn and grow and and know what's going on. Understand the business, but understand their life. Examine their budget. Examine their needs and, and live by your word. And that's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We're on Facebook Live. Uh, if you want to go to Randy Adams, hello, Jerry and David, Kalo and Don, my regular listeners. Thank you for coming on Facebook Live. Uh, and uh, Andy. We're going to talk all kinds of stuff going on today, but I run across something this morning, and it's, um, I tell you, there's so much going on. Fools fold their hands and ruin themselves. Are you a know-it-all? Do you think you really know what's going on? Hey, the, the car business is so complicated, so much going on, so much big money. And all I want to do, I want to be your referee. I don't want you to be blindsided. I don't want you to be clipped. I don't want to, you know, see the other team offsides. Uh, you know, I don't want to see a head-to-head collision. You, you know, and there's so many fouls in the car business and so many penalties and so many violations that you don't hear about. And that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to open your eyes to examine yourself and to examine your needs, but to understand that this is a real game. And this is a game we keep score with your money. And we love your money. And we love you as long as you're spending your money with us. But due to the overhead, you know, I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. I was in Midland, Texas yesterday. I flew into Midland trying to, well, I'm buying 20 uh, oil-field trucks. Looked at oil-field equipment trying to buy a big crane, a 24-ton crane with a 92-foot reach on a Peterbilt truck. Uh, Awesome piece of machinery and uh, super high new. I mean, unbelievable savings on a great truck. So I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. So if you work for an oil field company and you've got some equipment you want to sell or trucks you want to sell, give me a call. I'll give you my phone number. I'll give you time and uh, to get a pen and paper to call me. And so, but the needs are everywhere, and the right units are everywhere. And these units, I'm, I'm blessed because they're 86 to 120,000-mile vehicles. But... You know, stuff costs so much money nowadays. And uh, I was explaining to a banker yesterday on the airplane. Uh, it happens to be my, he's affiliated with the bank I do business with now, uh, Frost. And let me explain, I've been, let me explain something unique, what's going on in the business. Uh, I've been with Chase Bank and that New Brownsville Bank since 1977. They came to me, and I didn't owe them a dime. And they said, you got to change banks. Now, why would they run a customer off that they've never had a problem, that doesn't owe them any money? For, since 1977, 
man, that's 40 years. And never have a problem with me, and I didn't owe them any money, and they asked me to leave? That doesn't make sense. Nobody could figure that out. Finally, they explained to me, there's so much money laundering going on in the car business, there's a bunch of it in San Antonio, that they don't, the banks don't want to watch their customers. They said I, will, I would be high maintenance, and they'd have to check me out all the time, this, that, and the other. And so are they in trouble on, in that situation of money laundering or what? I don't know. But I went to Frost Bank, and I was talking to Frost Banker, you know. And, of course, my question to bankers are, and they never know, what is the interest rate on a title loan? And they never know. Zero. And so, hello, Greg and Butch. Uh, and, uh, you know, they never know what the interest rate is. So tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your relatives, tell everybody, especially children, don't do a title loan. It's 330% interest. Bankers don't believe it. This banker, who's been in the banking business 20 years, didn't know that it's 330% interest. That's a tremendous amount. You never overcome that. 98% of the people get repoed. After five, I'm sorry, six months, after six months, you've paid in more than you barred. It's highway robbery, but here we go again. Our elected officials in Austin want to rob us. Yeah, we put them in there to take care of us, and they put laws like that in there, and then and then they put laws to... Hurt us on the insurance. I'm dealing with so many people that are fighting uh, on insurance deals because of, of trained, well-trained uh, claims adjusters. It's They're trained. They're battle. You don't do this every day. You don't buy a car every day. But you need to be aware of the business. You need to be aware of your needs. You need to be aware of what's going on so you can make a better decision. You know, fools, and that's all we just talked about, fools fold their hands and run themselves. If you don't know what's going on, you don't know what your needs are, you don't know what the car business is all about, the tremendous amount of overhead. My overhead, you know, I just told you, I didn't owe my bank nothing. And so my overhead's, my, my car lot's paid for. So my overhead is lower than anybody you know. And these new car dealers are sitting at a million and a half a month to overcome their overhead, and it's going to get worse. It'll be $2 million in the next two years. What Name something that's going down. Computers are going down, but, man, we've got to have a million of them. We've got to have a computer to do everything in the world. So overhead has got way, way up. And that's part of the reason of why prices on cars are up, overhead's up. Everything is about to crash, but it goes down on you. They got, I want car dealers and you want car dealers to make money to stay in business, but we want them to work at a fair figure. You know, I mean, real estate people, I'm dealing with a couple of real estate people right now, and they charge five, six percent. Dealers could charge five or six percent, but some dealers try to charge you 30, 40, 50, 60 percent. We don't want that. You need to have. A referee in your corner. You need to educate it. Nobody's telling the truth. Nobody's explaining the business. Nobody. And so you need a mentor. You need an educator. You need to understand overhead's going up, but your overhead's going up. Your living expenses going up. And is your wages staying up with it? It's better than the last. Since Trump's been in there, it's better than the, than it has been because his wages have come up. You know, but we still need quality workers who are educated. Are you productive? Are you learning? Are you growing? Are you better than you were a year ago, two years ago? What have you learned? How have you changed your life? How? What kind of decisions are you making? What kind? Of, how you examine yourself? I want you to be the best person you can be, doing the right things. Because if you live in the Word. You understand what the Word's about. You understand what the Holy Spirit's about, how it lives in you and gives you those answers. Then you'll know exactly what to do because the Lord will keep you out of trouble. But if you let pride, greed, selfishness, and that little inner man that has that selfish ways of thinking, he'll get you in, you know, your emotions will buy something your back pocket won't pay for. Your budget won't pay for. Your bank account will cry. Man, 
it'll be down there on the bottom at you know you ever been there where you barely made the payment and you're, you're waiting on your next check i see that every day my mother could have taught dave ramsey the his system she taught me and you know i look back in my life and the struggles we had growing up because my mother supported us and you know you know, and I, maybe I was a workaholic. You know, I I still like working. I was taught to work at an early age, but workaholics sometimes work because of greed and trying to stay ahead of somebody. I wanted to be comfortable. I want to be able to, in an old age, and uh, well, I'm getting that getting close to that, where I'll be comfortable and my family will be comfortable. That's why I work. That's why I love what I do. But the Lord has come into my life and changed so many things. And, uh, you know, he gave me the desire to be a teacher. He gave me the desire and the education. Hey, you know, I don't have a, I've told you before, I don't have a sociology or psychology degree. I got a Bible degree. And then the experience I've been through and and the Holy Spirit opened my eyes to see what's going on. But you got to be prepared because it's not going to get better. Prices keep going up. Overhead keeps going up. And so doing business when buying and selling is going to go up. And that's why I buy and sell the good, the bad, and the ugly, uh, anything legal. I, I just don't need all that headache and, and, and going down the road the way I do. But I want to buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, go to my website, learn to buy and sell cars.com, describe your car, or give me a call on my mobile, 830-708-4789. Now, you can call in if you have any questions today. I forgot to give the number. Here is 210-340-9585. That's 210 210-340- 340 uh, There's no dumb questions. I won't embarrass you. Hello, Randy and Weston. Uh and, uh, hey, I'm getting closer on my books. I've got an editor named Ellen. She's doing a great, great job. Thank you, Ellen. And if you get a minute, go to TalkStream Live, and there's a little gray box, put Randy Adams in it, and listen to a previous show or two, you know. Still working on diminished value if, if, if you need the help. Insurance.com. I'm sorry, insurance.comparison. Comparisons, that's plural. Dot org. Insurance.comparisons.org is doing a great job giving people a better price. Go to SoundCloud and learn to buy and sell cars.com. And if you like this show, tell 20 people. That's my pay. Tell 20 people about my show. Tell 20 people about going to, uh, to my website, learn to buy and sell cars.com. But, you know, if a fool folds his hands, and runs ourselves, who's who's to blame? You know, hello, Michael and Randy. Uh, who's to blame? Are you you to blame? You know, I'm sorry, but I'm writing another book, The Big Secret, The Big Secret in the Car Business, how they keep behind everybody, how they keep it in, in, that, in that situation, that we don't realize the loss, we don't realize the bad... The bad investments, and it, it is investment. I'm sorry, but like I told you, you're going to be paying average cars thirty six thousand dollars, and it's going to be worth four thousand in five years. That's a pretty good size loss. Carlos, thank you for calling again. Good morning, to, good morning to you, Mister Randy. I hope you feel much better today. I'm doing great. I, the family, the same for you, the best, and thank you for the radio station. The reason I bother you is. Because uh, I take this girl and I left her in a new car store last week. So I checked the car she bought and I think it's a water damaged car, sir. And they don't disclose that to her. Because we're going over there to the new car store in San Pedro. What we can do, sir? Well, number one, you should have kept your paperwork. And okay. and uh, you need to know a lawyer. Because if the dealer don't want to do anything, you can sit down and talk to them and say, hey, this car's been in a flood, and, you know, you didn't disclose it. You didn't write it on the bill of sale. You didn't tell me. And, they, you know, and but lots of times dealers will real small lettering put flood title or flood damage. And so 
and they do it fast, and these people know how to push it through. I know a guy that buys salvage cars and has them rebuilt and salvage titles, and they're, you know, they're not much money. He finds cash buyers, and he turns a bill of sale over to them, and then real small lettering salvage title. And he pushes it through, but he doesn't point it out. He doesn't do these things. And the people end up being owning a salvage title or a flood title car, and he buys flood cars because a lot of those, probably 100,000 flood cars came to the San Antonio area. And so they're available. They went to Austin. They went to Corpus. They went to all the salvage pools. And they sprayed them out. They paid a friend of mine to spray them out, dried them out, and sold them. And so there's a lot of them available, but you've really got to even, I don't know if you even have to ask them, but you really got to look at your bill of sale and keep your paperwork. So many people throw their paperwork away. And in this situation, you know, and of course you can go to the state and make them pull up a bill of sale, but the smart dealers just happen to lose the paperwork. So, but with proof, you know, I've given you five or six ways of really checking a vehicle for for flood. Please, could you, could you please, sir, could you give it to us? Number one, look at the seat belts. If the seat belts are new, they've exchanged them. Number two, look up underneath the dash. See if there's dirt and leaves and grass and everything up underneath the dirt. Uh, the seats sometimes are not because they sprayed those seats out, and it's raw steel underneath there. So you'll see a little rust under there, but it really doesn't matter. But if you see mud, mud and grass underneath there, look in the trunk. Look in the side panels of the trunk. Uh, look under the back seat. Then the best is, if the dash is, is good, look in the door panels. Take Get somebody to take the door panels off and look inside the door panels. And that's that's just five or six ways of proving if a car's been underwater or not. And, of course, headliners. Depends on what kind of headliner it is, if it's been changed out. A uh, headliner can come down pretty quick, and you can look underneath there if it's been completely underwater. But you need your proof. You need that. Uh, right now, dealers are doing so much illegal like that, uh, selling cars without catalytic converters. That's triple damages. There's lots of guys who even take the, the catalytic converters and emissions off and sell the car. They put a tuner in it, and they put a computer chip in it, and they change it up, and they sell them. And that's illegal if you get caught with it or a situation. And lots of times when they do all of that, the motor will go south because it's too much fuel being dumped in. And so there's so many things that are illegal being done in the car business. That's why you need a referee so you don't get fouled, so you don't get clipped, you don't get blindsided, you don't get double teamed. You're talking about, you know, double teamed and, and one hits you high and one hits you low. That's the car business. And so you're going against a professional team. But a lot of these independent, did they buy it off an independent used car dealer? No, sir. This is a new car store. This is a well, new car stores usually smarter than that. They usually won't do that because they're scared of triple damages. They're they're tri- they're scared of it. And also, new car stores don't want to fool with, with flood cars because a salesman is selling it. And then time it gets to the F and I guy who does the paperwork, you know, he's not prepared for it or he doesn't know about the flood title or the flood car. And so, usually, new car dealers don't do it. They might miss it. Now, I had a new car dealer didn't know a, a truck, and I'd bought the truck, and it was a Toyota Tacoma, which you know I love, and it it had mud underneath it. We proved that it was a flood unit, and really what happened was the people traded in. They, they traded sight unseen, and they didn't know, and I happened to know the dealer, and, and they did not know, and so a lot of times these new car dealers don't take the time to look. Now, if it's a new car dealer, hey, they'll they'll turn loose and, and should pay her money back and no questions because they know it could be triple damages, and they don't want to fight that battle. And they don't want it in a newspaper or eyewitness news or whoever that is. So you've got a good chance of getting her money back. But she needs to get – she needs to help. She needs you to go to look at a car and look at it right in order to make the right purchase. So I hope that helped you. And, you know, you can give me a call on my mobile – uh, 
4789. 95% of my business right now is helping others. I'm working on uh, probably, I'm working trying to get my oil field companies back in, in business because I do a lot of business with them. They had a little two year period where they took it to the big auctions, but it's not working as well as them selling it to me. So, uh, I'm doing a lot of different things. The car business has changed the last 20 years. Well, no, actually the last five years tremendously due to the auctions. The auctions are taking over all the used car business they can get, and that's their jobs. That's why they hire people. That's why they're in business that way. And so the auctions have taken over so much. And so I work on buying from companies, oil field people, oil field equipment. This crane truck that I'm talking about is 24 ton, and it, it's got a 92 foot reach. It's a great unit, and it's a Peterbilt. So that's you know I'm trying to sell that unit to some people right now. So I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. But be prepared to see. And a lot of this stuff slips people because in the car business it's a fast, fast business, and they don't have time. They got customers. They got to look at. Used car managers don't have time. They need to look harder at this stuff, and sometimes they miss it. And so, if they missed it, they'll they'll settle with you. If they knew the difference, they may have a little trick for you, and you have to work it out. But most new car dealers won't sell a flood car, and if they sell a salvage title car, which most of them won't either, they'll tell you about it. You know, they don't want that hassle with a lawyer. Car dealers can't beat the the court system. That's that's all there is to it. We got all kinds of paperwork, but we got to watch out what we do. And the, we got a we got a target on our backs due to the lawyers, and the, you know, of course, the customer has a target on their back because they got money and we won't sell them. So there's a target coming and going all the time in this business. So you got to be ready for that battle at all times. We want dealers to make money. We just don't want you to get ripped off. We don't want you to buy something you don't intend to buy, pay too much for it, and you can't afford it. Buy what you can afford. There's two kinds of cars, afford and can't afford. And the best kind of car is a paid-for car. You know, make payments to yourself if you got a paid-off car. Build up a bank account so when you do need to buy the next time, you'll have cash money. Thank you for calling, Carlos. God bless you and your family. Thank you for helping so many people out there. I do know that you're involved in a lot of people that come in from Mexico who work and pay their taxes and want to be productive. And I thank you for what you're doing for the community. Thank you, Mr. Randy. Thank you to you, Mr. Randy. Can we call you? We have any any advice from there? Yeah, you can give me a call, 830-708-4789. Please give me a call anytime. Thank, thank you. you thank you, we Facebook Live. We got a bunch. You, thank you. Last week we had 488 people watching Facebook Live. Unbelievable. Remember, uh, if you like this show, tell 20 people I want to buy their car. Tell 20 people to go to learntobuyandsellcars.com. That's my pay. And I've had a lot. I've brought up arbitration agreements. And arbitration agreements, they're kind of sticky situation. But all dealers slip that paper to you, and most of the time they don't tell you what it is. But what an arbitration agreement is, you're signing that you won't sue the dealer. And some dealers have them and don't. Keep all your paperwork. Staple it and put it in a place where you can find it. Because that arbitration agreement might be in there, may not. There might be something on there you need to know about. Keep your bill of sale. Make sure you get a bill of sale. Read it real hard. Anything that's fine print or anything on there. Because a lot of dealers make it real small in order to slip it by. F&I people are trained to slip you through all the paperwork they can have. You're signing stuff and don't ask the questions. Ask the questions. If there's something you don't understand. A friend of mine saw a $45 uh, figure on, on one of the spots on, on the contract, on the lines. And he asked the F&I guy, he said, what is that? And he said, uh, oh, that's a one-time charge. Don't worry about it. It's a minor deal. So he didn't. Then he looked at it, and it was $45 per month for 72 months. <coughs> Isn't that fun? Yeah, well, he didn't like that. He was hot, but there wasn't nothing. He signed a contract. Hey, when you sign a contract, you're there. You're solid. We're going to take a short break. I'm going to drop uh, Facebook off and come back on as 
just trying to help Facebook to put more of these out in a shorter time. Also, we have a show comes on today, uh, 11.60 Freedom at 1 p.m. Be sure and listen to it. It's this show if you want to re-hear it or if you want to tell somebody to go to it to listen to it. Please go and uh, and listen to it. And our phone number here is 210-340-9585. Give us a call. God bless you. Thank you, San Antonio. I'll be right back. Thanks to you, San Antonio and South Texas, 2017 was another successful year at North Park Toyota of San Antonio. Hi, this is Merle Gothard, General Manager of North Park Toyota of San Antonio. And you, too, can take advantage of our better bottom-line posted pricing on over 750 available new and pre-owned Toyotas. We research the market, and then we post our lowest price on every car, truck, and SUV every day. Then we back that price with sales and service excellence from the only dealer in Texas to earn Toyota's President's Award nine years in a row. No games, no gimmicks, just our better bottom line posted price. And remember, we don't mark them up just to mark them down. Our market-based posted pricing, the financing you deserve, and full market value for your trade-in, and our attention to customers' needs have made North Park Toyota a dealer that delivers. Come see how we deliver the North Park way at North Park Toyota of San Antonio, I-35 South Exit 144 Fisher Road, and 24 hours a day at NorthParkToyota.com. We'll be back with more of Randy Adams and Learn to Buy and Sell Cars on AM630 KSLR. Now back to Randy Adams and Learn to Buy and Sell Cars on AM630 KSLR. Thank you, uh, KSLR. Thank you, Baron and Michael and Shemaya and Barry and just all the people. That... This is a great radio station. I hope you listen to it. I listen to it all the time. Steve Brown's on it quite a bit, and I love listening to Steve Brown. But I want to be the best person I can be. I want to learn. I want to grow. I want to help others. You know, and I, I'm studying something that's bugging me. What has happened to society that they love being high on hate? They become high on hate, and they get a high when they're hating somebody. And the Bible proves it, and it, and it says the people on the right love people, and the people on the left hate people. And I guess that's where we got the politics, who get high on hating somebody, high on down beating somebody down. And I'm working on that so much to put in some kind of program to uh, try to understand what do you get high on? Where 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 do you get enjoyment out of? Hello, Corey and Jeremy. And so w- what makes you high? You know, the highest I get Number one is leading people to Christ. Number two, helping people off the drugs. And I'm getting high on people learning how to make better decisions and what to buy in their lives and how to spend their money and how to prepare to. I was talking to a couple of weeks ago to a guy that was on this radio, one of these stations, and talking about if you save 350 a month and in 20 to 30 years you can retire. People never think about that anymore. They they spend their limit. They got five thousand a month coming in, and they spend five thousand. Or if they got ten thousand, they'll spend ten thousand. Don't you ever think about the future? Don't you ever want to think about helping others and and being there for others? And and that's that's a lot of stuff that I'm looking at. Phone number here. There's no dumb questions. Two ten three four zero ninety five eighty five. That's two ten. 340-9585. Be glad to talk to you, answer any questions, won't embarrass you. There's everything that, uh, so many different things that's going on in this business. Uh, and I ran across a dead fly in fine perfume stinks. Well, what about a bad car in your life? Does it stink? A bad purchase? Payment's too high. People are still walking into a dealership and not getting a price. 
Go to learntobuyandsellcars.com. Follow the easy process. Find, hey, describe your car. I'll buy it. I'll give you a figure, and uh, and we'll work on it. And But go to learntobuyandsellcars.com. Find out what you need to know. And go to ftc.gov. Clean your credit up. Talk to several banks and credit unions. Have your loan lined up. Talk to them about extended warranties. A lot of credit unions. Randolph Brooks is one of them. They they have a, a great warranty at a great price. They sell Gap if you need Gap. Also, uh, they'll they'll have you with a great rate, and they'll give you sixty days for your first payment because they know if when you walk in that dealership, they're gonna try to get every dollar they can off of you. So you know, be prepared. I want you prepared. That way, when that dead fly hits your fine perfume and it stinks, you, maybe you'll learn. Maybe you won't do it next time. Maybe you'll protect it. Maybe you won't let it get in there because we all have those kind of – hello, Weston Martinez. How are you doing today? Brandon, doing great. Ple- pleasure talking to you. You too. God bless you, man. I am so glad that uh... – God brought you through your heart attack. And you've oh, been yeah. No heart attack. Park for your listeners. Hey, the, the doctors couldn't figure out why I wasn't having a heart attack and why I was still <laughs> living. But God had, God, you know, Jeremiah 29, you know, he's got a plan for me. And so uh, not he, not to harm me and prosper me. So uh, That's right. that was a that was a God's hand on me. So i got to go to work, and I've got to please him. And I and. You know, just like it says in uh, another place in Jeremiah that uh, the my words and my meditation of my of my heart be pleasing to him, and that's what I'm working on. Exactly. Well, I absolutely. And I'm just thankful for for what you've been talking about today. I've actually been uh, been listening this morning while I've been over here at a at a uh, event for one of my uh, one of my children. I'm waiting for them to finish their practicing in the back room, and uh, you know, most people. Uh, don't know the things that you're talking about, and they don't know the simple wisdom that I know that you draw, you know, out of the Bible and out of the Book of Proverbs, mostly um, about how to buy and sell cars. And, and the Holy Spirit. I mean, how much has the Holy Spirit worked in your life? I, I'm familiar uh, with you, and I've seen you being a man of God, helping church, helping people, running for office, doing a lot of stuff, doing a lot of charity stuff, and so, but. You know, what has the Holy Spirit changed in your Has it opened your eyes? And you oh, see absolutely. better and you understand better? And and that's what people need. They need the Word and the Holy Spirit. That's exactly right. And, you know, the, the you know without the Holy Spirit, it's kind of like having a car without gas. It just ain't going to go nowhere. It's parked, isn't uh, it? Yeah, it's kind of hard. But, you know, and shoot, Randy, I mean, people, you know, I've told people I've bought several cars from you. And uh, the car I'm driving right now, I bought it from you. You know, but I really would uh, just want to say, you know, I appreciate everything you're doing for the community and for all your listeners that are out there. I would encourage them to share this live broadcast with their friends and family that need to have uh, that need to have a heart transplant because the wisdom that you're pouring into them about cars is going to impact them in every other aspect of their life and let them have. Uh, the fullness that God wants them to have. So uh, thank you for being the encourager that you are. Well, thank you for calling in, Weston, and thank you for the kind words. I appreciate you. You got it. And so that's that's Weston right there that he he's involved. He he wants to be the best person he can be. He wants to reach out and help others and, and, and be in that situation. And, and that's what I want you to do. And it's just like... Uh, my sister and several other people share this uh, this show when, on Facebook. And uh, last week we had 488 people watching live, which is unbelievable. And then there, we had a huge number on, on the Internet because everybody drives a used car. And this business has changed the last 10 years, especially the last 20 years. And just like Randolph Brooks gives you 60 days because they know that, you know, we live to the max, max of our income. And they know that you need to build back up, and, and really they need to give you 90 days. And so many other people are looking at the situation. They understand the situation. Another big credit union was interested in sponsoring my show because the 
people on the board said, you know, we want the, the community educated. We want them to learn. We want them to make better decisions. They're our customers. And that's why I go down to Valero and Corpus and around, and I teach at churches and I teach uh, companies because they want their employees to do, make better decisions and to, and to know uh, what's going on and, and how to make a better decision and what to buy and what fits and have a game plan. Have some kind of game plan. Because you need a referee. You need to understand. You know, and, you know, we go to school for everything in the world, but we don't go to school for buying and selling cars. We go to school for everything in the world. Neurosurgeons, eight years. Car dealers go to school every day forever. I mean, and the changes in the business and the demand in the business and the overhead in the business. And you're not prepared. That's why you need to go to learn to buy and sell cars dot com. You need to list my shows. I've got this spiral notebook full of more information that I need to get to. I just don't have the time. I'd love to find a corporate sponsor because we have 120 stations. Love to have my show, and I'd love to find a corporate sponsor to prove the community like H E B. You know, we need sponsors to prove the community. They want you to make better decisions, so you'll have more money to buy food. What about more money to help your family? What about more money for retirement? What are you going to do when you're 60, 70? Have you got a plan? Have you got a game plan? Well, a game plan in the car business is take every available dollar. That's why Randolph Brooks gives you 60 days. But are you really understanding the game plan that you need in your life? Do you have the Holy Spirit? Do you you read the Word? Do you understand what Proverbs is telling you? Ecclesiastes, I mean, you know, that's what we're talking about today. I mean, Solomon's supposed to have been the smartest man to ever live, and one of the, I guess he was the richest, you know. But uh, fools, when their hands, when they fold their hands, you know, they they run themselves, run their market. And uh, so, you know, we want, we got to have dealers. We got to have them making money. Let me tell you why we got to have dealers. I had this question come up. Why do we need dealers? Well, I, I tell you why. Because the government will take over the car business. They get a chance. And, you know, they've never run anything right in their life. And so the manufacturers will be, you know, having a monopoly on it if we don't have dealers. And well, who's going to service the cars? Of course, you know, you got to watch out. Service departments, they'll put fear in your eyes, get you to trade when you don't need to trade, spend money when you don't need to. There's nothing free in the car business. What man makes breaks. That's all there is to it. And so you're going to have to fix it. You're going to have to maintenance on it. You know, you got to learn how to drive. I had a guy ask me, he said, I'm about to buy my daughter this certain car. I said, it won't last unless she drives real sensible and she takes care of it and she makes sure it gets maintenance. Because I'm seeing certain vehicles that young people get in, they tear up. They don't last. But you put an older, conservative driver that will take care of it, and the car will go to 200,000 miles. But if you put a young person in it, drives hard, and doesn't take care of it, it won't last. And, you know, we, uh, we've got to, how to balance ourselves, balance our budget, balance how we take care of stuff. How long do you want it to last? You buy a car, you think it's a throwaway? You think that you're going to use it for two, three years and get rid of it? What are you going to lose? People don't think about, what's this car worth in three to five years? I buy it today. I spend the money today. I'm going to keep it three years. I'm going to keep it five years. What's it going to be worth? We'll look at a vehicle that's at age right now. So if you're looking at buying a uh, 18 today, and you're going to keep it five years. Look what 13s are bringing with about the miles you're going to put on it. we got to look at the future. We've got to understand. No, we don't have to worry about the future because God's going to take care of us. And, and as long as you're in his word and you understand and you're walking that path, you, you know, you can be in, in the great shape. But not when you're you're doing your own thing. I mean, hey, I'm an expert on it. I, li- I was my God. I was me. Me was my God. Have you ever been in that situation where you want to, you know it all, and your selfishness and your and your pride runs your life? I've walked those shoes. It wasn't good for me, man. I thought I knew it all. I don't know nothing, and I'm learning more every day. And I'm, you know what? I listen. 
a lot more than I did when I was younger. And it's because pride is gone. Selfishness is gone. And I understand there's more to life. There's more to be a mentor. There's more to, to help others understand what's going on. And if you fold your hands and you know it all and you let other people make decisions for you, you know, uh, that, you know, you, you've got to be there, you know. And so I'm trying to explain to you that you need help because you're going against a trained team of professionals that will put that dead fly in your in your perfume. And at the end of the month, the payment's not too high. Man, they come too often. And how many times you really think about, I'm signing a note for seven years. I, I had this discussion with a buddy of mine. I'm sorry, he had a six-year note. And he just bought the unit. And I said, you going to keep this unit for six years? Oh, man, I just love this truck. I said, you really think you're going to keep it for six years? He said, yeah. So how many miles you put on on a year? He said, 50. I said, so... In six years from now, it's going to have 300,000 miles on it. What's the most miles you ever had on another vehicle? Well, I'll get rid of them about 100. I said, so you in two years? He said, yeah. I said, well, I'm sorry. That's, that's not going to work for what you're trying to do. In two years, you're going to have 100,000 miles. You're going to have a high-mileage truck that you're going to want to get rid of. And so now, at a six-year payment, you're going to be into four years you're going to owe, and you're paying 700 a month right now. You had a large down payment. He said, yeah. So if you're paying 700 a month, you're going to owe 28000 on a high-mileage truck. He said, yeah. I said, well, how's that going to trade out? You're going to be upside down, underwater, you know, you got to think, well, how many miles I put on? What's it going to be worth? How long this note is on it? And he didn't, he wasn't thinking. And so I, I got him back and trying to decide what he's going to do. I told him, I said, put less miles on it. Make that thing go to 100,000 miles in four years maybe. You know, get you an old clunker truck. And, you know, and when you're working or hauling or doing something else, you know, save the miles on that brand-new truck that you bought. Uh, you know, and better what the eyes see than roving of the appetite. This, too, is meaningless chasing the wind. So many people get fired up by a new car, and they're chasing the wind. You ever feel like you're chasing the wind? Stop thinking about this a minute. You buy a new car at 36000 That's the average price nowadays. And you're make you're chasing the wind. You're making all these payments, and it's it's a hassle. But you're making the payments, and then after, four, just like that man, after four years, let's say you still owe two years. The car's not worth what it is worth two years. Did you really get a benefit out of it? Did you really get value out of it? Did it really service you? How much more did you go? You're going to spend. How much you going to do? That appetite we have, does it constantly chase? And we're not being content. We're chasing after something that we think we need in our lives. We're chasing after something to please ourselves. And, it, you know, it's lust. Oh, man, I just love this this unit. And then it becomes dust. It don't matter much. And then it becomes rust, and you hate it. You ever had a car you hate and you want to get rid of no matter what, whatever it costs? You know, I was talking to a gentleman the other day, and we were discussing a group of trucks. And he was saying, and and there were company trucks, and he just wanted them out of his hair. I want them gone. You know, he got where he hated it. And I said, well, you get in that situation on your own? Yeah, I get that way on my own unit. He said, I just want it gone. I want a new one. I don't care. See, that don't care attitude will cost you. will cost you a lot of money. you got to think about it. you got to be content with what you got. you got to understand what you can afford and can't afford. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to have you prepared mentally, physically, and spiritually for a battle for your money. And we've got to have them. We've got to have the dealers. We've got to spend the money. We've got to have a car. But what can you afford? 
Dave Ramsey wants to put you in a real cheap car, last a year or two, and get something else. Well, maybe that's a great idea. He's against leasing. I am too. Leasing, it's all against you. They make 15 to 20% interest. It's all against you. I ran across the guy. He's got four cars leased. He leases them for two and three years, turns them loose, gets him some more. He's been doing that for 20 years. What has he accumulated? Zero. What happens? He gets too many miles and they penalize him. He pays that and goes on. But, you know, I said, what benefit is it? What are you doing? You know, and how are you beating the system? Oh, I'm, I lease them. I don't worry about them. I go on. Now they've got a new lease, BMW, and they'll all have it where you pay a thousand a month and you drive whatever you want to drive. And there's there's clauses in there where you can get a car every six months or a year, different one, and you keep paying that thousand a month. You think they're going to such a great deal? They're going to lose money on you. They're going they're going to give you such a great deal. Guarantee you, you're going to love it. Well, if you can afford a thousand a month, and you don't want to hassle, and you don't want to work, you know, it'll it'll work. And I mean, some people want a new BMW, and and so they they want to drive that status symbol. Are you? Are you? Do people look at you by what you drive? Do people evaluate you by what you drive? Do you care how they look at you what you drive? Me and my son pulled up to a golf course here a while back. We were getting ready for a golf tournament for him. And I pulled up in my old Grand Marquis. And my son said, wow, Dad, look at all these high-dollar cars. I don't think we fit in here. I said, yeah, but mine's paid for a long time ago. And and I've drove it. I put 20,000 miles on it. Hadn't cost us no money. I said, I'd rather have this car than their monthly payments and loss of value. He said, well, I understand, Dad. You're, I, you know, and he understands because are we teaching our children right from wrong? Are we teaching them how to budget, how to spend money? Are we showing them the wrong way? You know, that's why the millenniums right now don't want to be like their parents. They don't want to be in debt or past what they can afford. They don't want the biggest and the baddest in the world. You know, seeing the loss of value, seeing the headaches, seeing what it takes, the work, having to be a workaholic in order to outrun everybody else. Are you that person that has to have that brand new car, the first model it hits? I see this all the time. We got the the Chrysler comes out with these big hot rod cars, and everybody has to have one. They pay 5000 over a window sticker. And then they half the time don't even like the car. The Hellcats, and that's what it's called, they're hot rods. People buy them, and I've owned a bunch of them, resold a bunch of them, and I, I think the highest mile one we've had is 9,000 miles. Everybody gets rid of them at three to 5,000 miles. They realize they don't need it. They realize what the insurance is. And, I, and a lot of those insurance prices you get when you first buy a hot rod, they just want to get you signed up. And they'll give you a three-month uh, three uh quote or a six-month quote, and then when it's time to renew, mercy me, the figure goes way up. And you think, well, is it worth all this money to drive this hot rod? Maybe I need to get rid of it. i got to have a place in the garage to park it. I don't drive it that much. There's a lot of money tied up. And then they lose another 10000 I've seen some people lose 15000 on 3,000-mile cars because everybody jumps out and buys them, has to have it. You know, Indy Pace Cars in 1978, they were bringing 5,000 over a window sticker. PT Cruisers, they were bringing, at the auction, we saw dealers paying three to 5,000 over what the window sticker was. That was the wildest thing I've ever seen in my life. Those cars have all kinds of issues. You better watch your radiator. You better watch your head gaskets. You better not run one hot. And And now... You can buy them for a hundred or two or three. Bought one the other day for three hundred. Didn't make much money, but it it went away. So, do you you've got that appetite, the roving of the appetite to have somebody else have something nobody else has got? Got a buddy of mine says I got 
Z06 Corvette. He said, nobody's ever drove it. I said, really? He said, yeah, nobody's ever drove it. I said, well, how do they get it out of the plant? Don't they do a test drive on those? Well, maybe they do a test drive. I said, well, somebody drove it out of the plant to park it before the transport picked up. He said, yeah. I said, well, then didn't the transport driver drive it on the truck? He said, well, I hadn't thought of that. I said, well, then who drove it? Uh, you know, they park it, the transport does, and then somebody gets in and drives it, right? He said, yeah. I said, and then the detail guy cleans it. He said, yeah. I said, does a mechanic test drive it before they turn it over to you? Well, I don't know. So you think nobody's ever drove your car. You're so proud of that. And it looked like to me, seven, eight people drove it. You're the only person that's ever drove this car. Well, you know, I said, and you haven't put no miles on it. It's two years old, and you got 3,000 miles. You could get by with a bicycle, you know. But, of course, you know, you might have somebody else ride the bicycle before you get it, so you might be a little down about that. And so this guy's a good friend of mine, and we enjoyed that little conversation. I enjoyed it more than he did. But sometimes we we don't think. We think that we've got to have something, that roving of the eye, the roving of the desire, never content. i got to have something. got to outdo my brother-in-law. got to outdo my other employees in my office. Sometimes it gets us out of whack. Remember, I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, all-field equipment, all-field trucks, uh, anything legal. Give me a call, 830-708-4789. 830-708-4789. Hey, I'm telling you, probably two, three months from having these books ready. God bless you, San Antonio. I love you. I hope I'm making a difference in your life. 99% of addictions. God bless you. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.